Welcome back to the MCU Exchange Podcast. I am Caleb, and I've got Adam and Rhiannon with you. And we are going to talk about Marvel Cinematic Universe stuff, because that's what we do. So we're going to jump right into our news. Um, just if you're new to the podcast, or if you're more particularly if you're used to the podcast, you may notice that today is a little bit shorter. Uh, what's going on is that it is Thursday, March 9th, as I speak, and we're going to go ahead and record... This week's podcast and next week's podcast, because I will be unavailable next week to do our usual time. So we're going to do kind of a little bit shorter this week, probably a little bit shorter next week, just to make sure that you keep getting your podcast every week, because nobody wants to uh, pull it up on the usual day and not have their expected you know, content there. So we're going to keep it coming to you guys. So this week's news will be Iron Fist Free. Because we're going to talk about all the Iron Fist stuff for next week's episode, which is going to be like a Iron Fist preview. All right, so uh, jumping into our news, uh, the big thing that's happened this week is Entertainment Weekly dropped a bunch of photos from Thor uh, Ragnarok, and we're also getting uh, news and kind of set visit kind of stuff. It's all kind of coming out, and we're getting kind of first images and looks at uh, what exactly Taika Waititi has been doing on the set of uh, Thor Ragnarok. And so I want to take a little bit of time to talk about that stuff. There's a lot of different like pieces of that we could talk about. Um, just big picture to start with. These set photos, guys. Um, Rhiannon, do you feel like you're excited about what's happening? Is like, Do you see a good direction so far for Thor? Uh, has it got you pumped up about it? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm excited about them. I mean... For me, the first two Thor movies were so long ago, like in my memory, that they don't have a clear like style or anything. But whatever this is, it's a completely different style. So I'm excited about them. Yeah, when uh, at some point they asked uh, YTT like how he came up like into this, and he kind of said something like, "I just thought that I would make a Thor movie that kind of ignored the other Thor movies exist." And at the time, it was yeah. a little concerning, like, oh, no, this guy doesn't care about continuity, and he's going to just run roughshod over stuff. But I don't know, as I'm seeing this, that actually seems like a good thing, that he's not, you know, beholden to what's happened before. Yeah, yeah, and it looks like we're going all new places. And, um, and, and, Hella, is that how we pronounce her name? Uh, I think so. Hella? Yeah, I mean, Hella looks fantastic um provides a little bit of insight as to whose makeup the winter soldier stole i mean i I, i've been comparing the photos of hella next to the winter soldier with like the black smudge on the eyes and everything um but i I, no they're 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 incredible they're different colors um i believe it was you that brought up in one of our side discussions that it looks like this whole phase is going in a different direction as in regards to color and tone. So uh, yeah, it looks cool. How's it look to you, Adam? Totally rad. No, it looks great. It looks completely different from the other Thor movies. I mean, just judging by these set photos and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, I'm, <laughs> I was just sitting here trying to think what even happened in the Thor movies. But, you know, with the exception of, uh, what was it, the, the either and in the Dark World, you know, the, it's pretty forgivable as the movie. So, good. Hopefully they are, are taking it in a new direction. And the colors of this, I mean, you have Strange and then you have Guardians and then you have Thor Ragnarok and even, you know, telling by the set and you look at Jeff Goldblum's uniform or costume, if you want to call it that, and just has a totally different look and feel than what we've seen so far in the previous two uh, Thor films. Yeah, it does. And it, it definitely, I mean, it just shows that you have a strong sort of directorial perspective on it, which I think is good. I think the last Thor movie was one of them that they had gotten, um, I think they'd gotten Patty Jenkins, is that right, the Wonder Woman director, to do the last Thor movie, and then she dropped out, and then they had to get somebody else kind of last minute, and it just felt like a very bland kind of movie. So, um, yeah, I think it's kind of cool 
to have a sense that they're going a particular place. And, um, you know, even if it's just an average movie, an average movie with a unique vision is, I think, a lot more exciting than an average movie with a boring vision, right? You know, so, like, it's just kind of exciting to see him taking risks. Um, Was there anything about all these, with all the comments that came out about sort of the plot and all these images from Entertainment Weekly, was there one, like, image or one thought that kind of stuck out to you as something kind of significant or different? Um, I don't know, just something that kind of surprised you at all this stuff. I don't. I, I was floored just by the look of Hella. Um, you know, you see those pictures of her with the huge headdress and everything, and we get Winter Soldier's older sister um, looking fabulous and all that. Uh, as far as plot, I, I don't have any... Nothing huge stuck out to me, but I'm sure Adam has some thoughts on that. I do. I have a lot of <laughs> thoughts. No, after I mean, after seeing the picture, one of the best memes I found of the pictures is the picture of Hella, and then it has a cross that I swear, Mom, this isn't a phase. Yes. I thought that was funny. But no, I mean, after seeing those photos, you know, uh, Lady Death is a, a pretty integral part of the whole Thanos... Um, killing everyone storyline you know the the infinity gauntlet and things like that that's the real reason he does it you know is to impress uh death and uh i mean just judging by these photos you know i, I would say it's a, a complete real possibility that hella's kind of swapping out her place as we move into infinity war that was that was the the first thing the second thing i mean looking at jeff goldblum i mean him and del toro look like they could be brothers almost you know so hopefully we get to see those two and on screen together sometime i would imagine we do hopefully but of course they're both elders of the universe and uh yeah i hope we see them both on screen together sooner rather than later yeah um i was excited just to see uh a little more of tessa thompson you know like i'm just i'm very excited about her character and i think there was a little point where they talked about Kind of like Thor when he meets uh, the Valkyries. He's like really kind of impressed by who they are and what they can do. And so I think that would be really cool. You know, Thor is kind of traditionally a bit of kind of a macho character. And so I think it would be, it'll be fun not just to give him someone to play off of. I mean, Lady Sif was fine. She was a relatively strong character. But it would be great for him to come in and find somebody that is, like, even he acknowledges as kind of his equal, I think that would be really good um, to see. And we'll talk about this a little more in our our big conversation, but I'm just really excited to see Tessa Thompson going forward because, um, you know, she's an actress I'd not seen anything she'd done, like, six months ago. And then I watched Creed, and I saw Westworld kind of back-to-back. And she was great in both of them, but played entirely different characters in the two of them. And so uh, it's just it's good to see her kind of in her role and and taking her place. And I think it'll be cool to see how all that develops uh, kind of naturally within the story. So, All right. Um, We'll need to jump into some Inhumans here as well. Um, And again, there's a lot of different news stories and I'm kind of conflating here for us to talk about. Um, Since we talked last, which was last week, um, we did get the final casting for Inhumans, and they added um, the three kind of royal family royal family members that we had not yet heard of. So uh, we got Gorgon, and we got Triton, and we got um, Crystal. And I don't think any of these actors are particularly famous. Um, they're definitely the least known of the bunch. But we have an actor named, I believe it's Mike Moe who is playing um, Triton. We have Isabel Cornish as Crystal. And then um, Emmy Ikuakor. I don't know how to pronounce your name. Uh, sorry, <laughs> I'm guessing Emmy Ikuakor. But uh, so, yeah, those are the three that have been put in that position. We also found out that uh, Sonia Bellamoris is going to be Orin, which is a character I think I've read, but... Um, I don't know her well. I think she's been in, like, the really, really recent um, Inhumans comics. It seems like she will 
maybe be a point of view character for us. Uh, if it's not her, then Ellen Wuglum might be that. She is going to play some kind of military personnel. Some people have uh, suggested that it would be Brant, the leader of S.W.O.R.D. in uh, the comic books. And so we're not really sure, but one or the other of those characters will probably be the one who kind of introduces us to the Inhumans and is as new to them as we are. Um, also, we got a look at one of the first scenes. We actually saw Black Bolt in a costume, or maybe the costume, we'll see. Uh, we also saw that they have this huge blue green screen dog that they're carrying around to fill in for Lockjaw, which means we definitely have Lockjaw in the show. And we also heard that we're getting some new humans characters. Uh, Charles Soule, who writes a lot of the Inhumans comics, was talking about how excited he is that some of his creations are going to make it into the show. So that's all the Inhuman stuff. Uh, there's also been some stuff about some different shooting locations that they're shooting around Hawaii. Um, let's start with the visuals. Uh, you guys have seen the Lockjaw. You've seen the Black Bolt costume. Adam, are you are you happy by what you're seeing? I LOL'd hardcore when I saw Lockjaw. I didn't figure they use like an actual big standing thing. That was the good part. The bad part, I I don't know what in the heck's going on with Black Bolt's get up. He didn't have the tuning fork, what headdress thing or or anything. He's I don't know. The stitching looked like a bolt, but then again, I mean, just by looking at him, if you didn't know that was the actor that was cast to play Black Bolt, I would say it'd be a hard, hard sell on who that person was. Even the source that like first took the picture was like, I don't know who that guy is, but it's in humans filming, right? So. Rhiannon, you're kind of new to Inhumans. I know you've been like doing some background research now. Uh, were you as like immediately concerned about the Black Bolt costume, or is it maybe a little more palpable if you're not someone that's like deeply invested in like the traditional look? So, like, I, so for everybody that's listening, I've started reading Inhumans, and I'm about eight comics in. The the thing is, um. Like, in my head now, I have these mental pictures. Like, the guy they cast as Triton this week, in my head, that's Triton. You know, the the little bit that I see him. Um, I'm having a really hard time getting a mental picture of this guy on the streets of Hawaii in a black leather jacket as Black Bolt. You know, like, I, I'm, I'm having a hard time getting the same feel but you know this is just like two three still shots of the guy on the street in a black leather jacket who knows what they were filming i mean this could have been a scene where he was recovering from a fight or something and therefore his tuning fork's been knocked off or you know his headgear in general is knocked off um so i'm keeping my hopes up and getting more and more excited as I get to know the characters more and more. Um, but like I said, I'm just having a hard time reconciling that mental picture as I'm reading the comics. Yeah, the thing I think that really disturbs me, first of all, I know that this is going to be torture for me as they produce this thing. Because I have a deep feeling about what it should look like and so everything that's different i'm not gonna like and that's not really fair to them that's my problem not their problem but still like that's kind of in the back of my head i i haven't liked it in the comics recently as they've done the uh the silent room you know like black bolt's bar and they have him in a tuxedo i'm like enough of this junk you know just give me the real suit but all that said um the thing that's really got me concerned is that the showrunner scott buck is also the showrunner on Iron Fist. And uh, we'll get into this in next week's show, but there were these comments that he made about uh, Iron Fist costume and that we're not really going to see that costume because they wanted to stay more grounded and real. And if that's his attitude towards Iron Fist costume, what's he going to do with the Inhumans? You know, like... And then we see this and it... For me, it doesn't help that it's black leather, and so it just, like, 
screams like Hugh Jackman, the original X-Men, you know, the leather jumpsuits. Because that was the argument back then, is we can't have them in spandex, we can't have them in colorful costumes. We've got to put them in realistic costumes. So let's make them look like some weird biker gang or something. Like, (laughs) the idea that leather costumes are far more realistic is bizarre to me. But anyways, like, that's what they did. And it's the thing that we still do with the X-Men movies. Like, Fox refuses to give us real costumes. And it felt like Marvel was past that where we're okay to do things that are more comic accurate. And to hear Buck talk about Iron Fist that way and then see this costume, I don't know. It just makes me nervous. But then again, I was reading someone else that said, how nervous can you be when they have a 400-pound blue-screen dog sitting next to him? You know, like, (laughs) they're clearly not doing it totally realistic, so I probably should just chill out. I mean, how realistic can can this be? show be yeah like tonally it's not a netflix show it shouldn't feel like the same universe as daredevil i wouldn't think yeah um speaking of that though i was a little surprised did it take either of you off guard that they're actually shooting some of this in honolulu that we already have the inhumans kind of in a populated urban american environment like, is that the way you saw the show going, or was that a surprise at all to you? I, as far as plot-wise and what we'll see in the show, I don't have any, you know, I don't have a whole lot of thoughts formed as far as what to expect. But I, what, I do sort of feel like they probably intentionally filmed this scene at this time because they wanted to create some hype, or because they wanted these things to be seen. You know, if they wanted Black Bolt's costume to be a big secret or if they wanted there to be mystery around it, they would have tried to find a way to hide all of this. Which makes me wonder, what are they hiding? Because they're going to try to keep something a secret. Right. Yeah, I think I'm surprised just because I had kind of built this picture in my head that this was going to be kind of the early day of the Inhumans and was going to be kind of them kind of in their own society and it's going to be kind of detached from the rest of the story. And this is just not that. And it just kind of raises the question of if this really powerful royal family all of a sudden is showing up in a downtown urban area and they're going to be on camera, they're going to have to integrate this thing into the rest of the MCU. Like, they've been able with uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. to get away with not talking about S.H.I.E.L.D. much in the movies in part because S.H.I.E.L.D. is supposed to be a covert, clandestine kind of thing. Um, But, you know, I don't know. If Black Bolt shows up in the middle of downtown Honolulu, surely this is going to, like, register with the rest of the universe, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I'd hope so. Or the huge teleporting dog. (laughs) You know, it it always revolves... It revolves back to the thing. I mean, how big can these events get before they they're forced to make crossovers of some sort? You know, like Shield was on Capitol Hill meetings, or you know, getting questioned by uh, by Congress, like congressional committees. You know, and it's just like, how big can these events get before you know there's a crossover? You know, if we have the king and queen of the Inhumans. You know, you would think that some of the Inhumans that were, I forget where it is, the, uh, wherever Scott or Daisy's mom was with the dude with no eyes, you know, I mean, you would think they, afterlife, you would think they know who the king and queen are. You know, maybe they're uh, a separate sect or, or however you want to call it, you know. But, I mean, if there's a king and queen of Inhumans, you want to believe they they at least heard of them, you know. So, I mean, if they show up in a highly populated downtown urban area, you know, it, that's going to be trending on Twitter <laughs> probably, you know. Right. And if, if Daisy Johnson's a computer hacker, you know, one would think she might take note of that. Um, so, yeah, I mean someone somewhere said it wasn't going to be a shield spinoff. Um, but I mean, I, I would guess uh, cameos or something you would think it's, it, it's an ABC show. So I, I, I don't see 
Why not? Well, uh, particularly Daisy, because she's... Uh, I mean, in the comics, it's a little iffy, but in the television world, she is an Inhuman full stop. You know, and she's like the face of Inhumans in America. So you would think that if more of them show up from some weird city, that she would have to be involved, you know? Yeah. Speaking of characters like her, um, Adam, I know I think you know, you've, you're know you somewhat up on more of the new storylines and stuff. Do you... Um, we've heard that there's going to be some of the new humans, where if, if you're new to Inhumans, basically these are characters who are created when Black Bolt sort of triggered this bomb that sent these uh, Terrigen mists all over the Earth. It's like a big cloud that floats around. And there's been this revealing in the last five years or so of just, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of new Inhumans. And they generally call them new humans, just to kind of give it a monkier. Um, Adam, are you excited to see those characters? I think you know some of them and are familiar with them. Is this a good thing, or should they be keeping it really just to the royal family? I don't know. I'm kind of torn. I mean, I'm not a big Inhumans fan, or I should say a big New Humans fan, the way it is. You know, I think the Inhumans are such an old enough... Uh, property you know there's so much rich history you know traditionally you know going back to when they debuted in the fantastic four um i get it you know it's they're they're the newer characters um they're going to um how do you want to say it? they're going to be able to interact with the uh they're going to be more relatable to these damn millennials is what I'm trying to say. They're, <laughs> they're, they're, uh, you know, they're, they're not necessarily bad characters. You know, I mean, I would guess we're going to see the likes of, you know, Inferno, ISO, uh, Flint, maybe grid. I know we had a, uh, speculation, uh, or an article about is Senator Nadir's brother Grid a while back. Um, you know, he's still out there on, on the bottle, bottom of an ocean. So um, I highly doubt we see him in this last pod, so I'm not sure if he would come up in Inhumans um, or what, you know. But, I mean, they're not bad characters by any means. Um, I, I certainly think they can bring some interesting uh, story arcs in, you know, and the good thing, I mean, in humans is, I mean, they're, they're essentially X-Men, <laughs> you know, they're the, the MCU version of mutants. So they could really go anyway, you know, Inferno could be the human torch of sorts. Um, ISO has this cool, like power setup where she, like they manipulates uh, pressure and stuff. So that's, that's kind of an interesting thing. But yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm not opposed to it. I know uh, uh, Sewell's really uh, excited for it. You know, the guy that's uh, behind most of them. Um, of note, though, I mean, one, I mean, the most popular new human, of course, is Miss Marvel. But uh, the odds of seeing that are slim to none. Yeah. So. I mean, if they're going to bring any of them in, I would like to actually see Reader. Um, that's a character I've kind of come to like. Um, he's, you know, his power is that anything that he reads becomes reality. Um, and so someone, so what happened is the people in the community lived in, like, uh, he read Fahrenheit 451 after getting his powers and he burned his own house down. And so, um, like the people in his community plucked his eyeballs out. And made him a blind man so that he couldn't accidentally read something that would have an adverse effect, you know, on his community. And so he carries around these um, braille cards and he'll run his finger along them to, like, do mm -hmm. different things. And it's it's bizarre and kind of unusual, but he's a great character. And there recently was a story where they just proved that he was, like, way more powerful than anybody realized that he was. And so... Um, I don't know. I've kind of liked him, so I'd love to see him around. But generally speaking, I don't love this because it just... Again, I'm too uptight about this. It just feels like a little disrespectful, maybe, to the property. Like, when they made Iron Man, they kind of slowly gave us War Machine. 
and they're definitely not like running into Ironheart, right? We got Cap, and then we slowly got Falcon, and we slowly got Bucky, and um, even with with Miss Marvel, it seems like we're gonna do Captain Marvel first and get her situated before we'd even start to think about Miss Marvel. And so for me, like you should establish the royal family, and then you can start to add these other characters. And so the fact that they're already jumping to them, it's like, well, no, you have to, you have to give enough respect and enough space to the important original six before we get to this other stuff. So that's the part that has me a little concerned. But the other thing is they haven't really said how many characters. And so it's possible that Oren is going to be kind of the one from that batch and that's it. We just, we don't, we don't know. We're just all speculating at this point, I guess. So, uh, any other thoughts on Inhumans guys? The only thing I want is Hoodie Karnak and not Big Head Karnak. That's my only wish. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. I think you'll get that wish. Nice. Because if, uh, if they do the big-headed Karnak and the traditional getup, I think the like, particularly because they have uh, hired like an Asian American guy to play him. That might get really kind of weird, stereotypey looking if they do something old school. You know, like I think they'll definitely modernize that one. So, and we should also mention if you have not seen these photos, um, they have definitely made the royal family more ethnically diverse. Uh, you know, in the comic books, they all are just generally, you know, Caucasian people. But um, that's still the case for Black Bolt and Medusa. But Triton and Karnak, the brothers, are both uh, Asian or Asian-American actors. And they have an African-American actor for Gorgon. So that's kind of cool to see, and it'll be kind of different. But for me, that's that's really cool. Um, you know, it just it'll be fun. I'm, I'm excited to see that. So, All right. Um, I think that's all the major news. Like I said, there's more in Iron Fist stuff, but we'll talk about that next week. Um, do you guys have any other news uh, that you want to talk about before we move on? I don't remember anything. No. All right. So we thought this week um, we're kind of a little bit in a lull as far as a big conversation, but um, I thought it might be helpful or cool or exciting to talk about phase four of the MCU. Uh, again, for our listeners that might not be totally up to their terminology, Marvel kind of releases these movies in phases. So phase one was six movies released about over five years. Phase two was another six movies over about three years. And right now we're in the middle of phase three, which is 10 movies over about four years. And uh, I was realizing the big phase three reveal event happened a really long time ago. I mean, it was back, I think the fall of, uh, 2014, I think it was like November of 2014 or something like that. And they laid out all these movies for the next five years. And we really haven't gotten significant announcements since then. Um, we found out about Spider-Man and I think they also added Ant-Man and the Wasp and they dropped in humans. But generally it's been a long time since we've heard more about what's coming and now that we're starting to get most of these movies in production, um, we found out Captain Marvel will go into production next January, and that will be the last, it's hard to believe, but that's the last of the Phase 4 movies that will go into production as Captain Marvel. So we're quickly coming to a point where they're going to have to start announcing what's coming next, and I thought it would be kind of fun to just turn on the speculation machine and talk about what we'd like to see in Phase 4, what Marvel needs to do, where it needs to go, um, and just kind of maybe call our shots, because soon between D23 and um, Comic-Con and New York Comic-Con, I'm guessing that we'll probably get some kind of revelations this, uh, this year about what's coming. And so I just thought we could talk a little bit about what's going to come up in Phase 4, so... Um, I guess we can just start by kind of calling out stuff. Um, Rhiannon, I'll, I guess we'll let you go first. What's one thing uh, that you think we're definitely going to get in this next phase or definitely need to get in this next phase? I have no idea about definites. Um, I mean, I know we're, we know we're definitely getting another Spider-Man movie. 
yeah that's, that's right. the only that's the only definite um i think it would be interesting if they went the avengers academy route and i don't know much about i haven't actually read avengers academy but i know that it's you know sort of a school for young um you know, they advertise it as a school for, you know, young powered people to be on an Avengers track. But it actually turns out that those are the ones that they've they've identified that could be super villains. And they sort of want to, like, rehab them and stuff. And I know there's some hopes for, like, I, I think there's some villainous routes out there as well. Um with Thunderbolts, but I also think Young Avengers would be an interesting route for them to go. Yeah, and that would be kind of cool because they're going like the teen route on TV with Cloak and Dagger and Runaways. So it's going to be interesting to see if those shows do well, does the film side start to think, oh, maybe we need to do our own version of that, you know? Yeah. More than Spider-Man. I mean, Spider-Man is going to be... I think a younger leaning movie. Right. Uh, Adam, do you have any thoughts, any stuff you want to see come, come through on phase four? All of my wants are really obscure. Um, of course, most of them are probably going to be better fitted for Netflix. Obviously we'll probably be getting moon Knight, um, which is going to be a Netflix series. Uh, you know, kind of like the Avengers Academy, I, I certainly wouldn't mind them seeing um, it go like a young Avengers route with uh, with Kate Bishop's Hawkeye. Um, I mean, I'm not sure if if Marvel would even have the rights to like Hulkling and and Wiccan. Uh, but, you know, the young Avengers would be good. I, I would think Miss Marvel's probably going to be a movie property and not TV just because she's. Uh, probably one of the most popular characters, you know, in the comics right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think, I think we'll get fantastic four sooner, sooner or later. Uh, you know, I mean, Fox is going to hold on to the X-Men, but I, I mean, I could easily see them, you know, especially after that last abomination they put out. Um, I, I could see them putting out doing a, a Sony type deal with fantastic four. So who know maybe maybe um I don't know yeah I mean in terms of in terms of movie, I guess it's hard to judge what Marvel Studios thinks worthy of a of a film you know because I never would have chose Guardians of the Galaxy or Ant Man you know so um yeah I, I wouldn't mind like a, a new Warriors type. Uh, TV show or something. I know that's and uh, uh, been talked about. Um, so yeah, New Warriors is a, is a fun little group. But in terms of movies, I I we we'll probably see a Miss Marvel thing. We'll probably see. I'm not sure if Sony would be willing to just branch off and do anything else in the in the Spider-Man verse with Venom or Carnage or something. A, a rated R Carnage movie would probably be legit. It would probably end up much better than Logan. Um, so I think that'd be cool to see. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, you've hit on something there. I think at the very least, we're going to get a sequel and a third Spider-Man in that phase. You know, I think Sony has made really clear that they want to make a lot of money out of Spider-Man. The fact that we're getting the first one this year and the second one is going to be in 2019 no matter how they're they're doing this, if this phase is at least four years long, like the current one is, there's going to have to be at least two Spider-Man movies. And it wouldn't surprise me if there was two Spider-Man movies and then they get that Sinister Six thing off the you know ground or they do a Black Cats movie or something. Like, I think Sony's going to be pushing it. And so we're going to need to get used to the fact that, you know, every third movie that Marvel does is going to be in that Spider-Verse to keep Sony happy because they're just, they've got this big hunger to kind of provide those, assuming Sony still exists. There's also those rumors and that possibility that Sony Entertainment may fold and Marvel will be able to buy Spidey back. And if that's the case, I think they'll they'll slow him down a little bit, you know. Um, let's talk about sequels in this. So 
Um, if you go under the assumption that everything that does well is going to get a sequel, the next phase would need a Guardians uh, third film, a third Ant-Man, a second Doctor Strange, a second Captain Marvel, a second Black Panther, and a fifth Avengers, which is, you know, I mean, that's already filling a phase up pretty full. Do you guys think everything should get a sequel if it does well? Or at some point, does Marvel need to say, hey, we made a lot of money with the first one, but that doesn't mean it necessarily needs another one? I think Thor Ragnarok will help answer that question. Because I don't think a whole lot of people got to the end of the second Thor and thought he needs another standalone movie. Right. I mean, not that it was bad or anything, but just like that you need. I mean, we got Thor and Loki in the Avengers. We got, yeah, we, we can, t- as long as these characters overlap and show up in all the other movies and they find a way to keep that interesting, you know, we've been just fine without any more Hulk movies. And I feel like Hulk has continued to develop and be a serious character in the MCU without standalone movies. I do think that, like, Strange, Black Panther, and, I mean, I have no doubt that Captain Marvel's going to be great. I I think those will definitely get sequels. But, you know, like... Yeah, and I mean, I, I don't see how Guardians... I don't see how they would ever drop Guardians and, and not give it a third. Um, well, let me ask this. If James Gunn doesn't want to do Volume 3, do you still want to see a third Guardians? Ooh. Maybe. I'd be interested in a Taika YTT Guardians. <laughs> that would be gnarly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the, the thing with Guardians is, I mean, especially with Guardians 2, it's it's almost apparent that Marvel's maybe not even had any input in it whatsoever. You know, James Gunn just kind of took it by the horns and is doing whatever the heck he wants to do with it. You know, I mean, we're, we're seeing Yondu and taser face drug into these movies and in the comics, those people are, are still a thousand years in the future. And he's, he's bringing Kurt Russell and sliced alone in and, and he's doing all sorts of stuff. I mean, if I think the thing is, if James Gunn wants a guardians three, there's going to be a guardians three, you know, um, and that, that's the thing. I mean, after watching Thor, the, the dark world, you're like, yeah, you know, but like Rihanna said, you know, uh, it's, it's going to be uh, telling, you know, after Black Panther and Captain Marvel, you know, maybe they would do instead of keeping on doing uh, trilogies of each each property. I mean, Captain Marvel and Black Panther are both in the Ultimates. You know, I think uh, an Ultimates movie wouldn't be too bad, um, you know, especially on the whole cosmic dimension side have you two read the ultimates 2 run that just started it's pretty gnarly and it the visual effects they could do would would blow dr strange away even so i I wouldn't mind seeing you know an ultimates team up movie you know maybe post infinity war but yeah i'm just not sure guardians is so james gunn i'm not sure if i want to see a guardians movie that james gunn doesn't do it just would feel weird you know like i think it would almost be better if they did like a rocket and group movie, you know, and let somebody else take over or whatever. Um, you know, we've, we're, we're kind of asking, Oh, the other one is, um, before we go on, the other one is, I'm just not sure if I need a third Ant-Man. I don't know. Maybe Ant-Man and the Wasp will be incredible. I liked Ant-Man and I think we need Ant-Man and the Wasp because Evangeline Lily and the Wasp deserves that space, you know? But if that movie is basically similar to what Ant-Man was, I don't know if I have to have a third one. You know, like, I think it's okay Mm -hmm. sometimes to just do one or do two. And, you know, like you said, just let them become embedded in the universe other places. So, but that's kind of the question of, do they have to give them three? Let's kind of look at the opposite side of that for these franchises that have gotten their trilogies. 
for Captain America and Iron Man and Thor. Um, do you guys want to see further Cap and Iron Man and Thor movies in the future phases? Or should they just kind of let the trilogy be the end and kind of move on to other characters? You know, do you want to see a fourth movie for some of those bigger franchises? I never want to move on from those originals. I, I am such the type of person that when I fall in love with a character, I want to know more and see more and know more and see more. So I would never get tired, which is why I lean towards television more. Because I can just keep watching, you know, five, six seasons of a show. So I would watch every Captain America movie they put out. I'd go to every Iron Man that they put out. If Thor, I mean, you know, as long as the movies are good and they make sense, I would have no problem with it. Now, who knows what our Avengers universe is going to be after Infinity War. If all those characters are going to be alive, if they're going to be on Earth, if they're going to be emotionally scarred. I, but I wouldn't be upset to see more of them, but I imagine they're, but it's not about what I want. Yeah. <laughs> Adam, do you want to see a fourth one of those kind of original franchises? Uh, Iron Man, no. Uh, probably not, no, to, to at all. You know, I mean, if you look at Iron Man 2 and Iron Man 3, you know, it's kind of, uh, I mean, Captain America, I think it's it's a unanimous deal that Captain America is probably the best trilogy we got. Um, you know, but even then, I mean, if, if the third cap was in Civil War, you know, how would have it have been? Um, yeah, I, I think in post-Infinity War, I, I think it's time to move on. You know, maybe, maybe put... Uh, Downey Jr. and and Chris Evans more of a cameo role type setting. That is, of course, if they aren't murdered at the hand of Thanos. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's necessary. You know, we have we have Chadwick Boseman. Is that how you say it? Boseman? Bosman? Yeah. Boseman? Boseman? And, and Brie Larson. I mean, those are probably two of the most talented actors and actresses that the MCU has moving forward, you know, you might as well. And Cumberbatch uh, with those guys. And, and Cumberbatch. Oh, yeah. yeah. See? So, I mean, you know, it's, yeah, it'd be cool, but I mean, I could see them taking on a, a more Samuel Jackson type role and, uh, showing up, um, just to fill a, a plot hole or something or, or put in a word of wisdom to get rally the troops and, um, hopefully defeat King the Conqueror, who's going to be the next big bad in Phase 6. Yeah. I, my big thing is, like, there is... There's not infinite space and money to make these movies. And so any movie that is made stops another one from being made. And so, you know, like, when they only did one Hulk movie, in some ways it'd be great to see another Hulk movie but that made space for an Ant-Man or a Guardians because they weren't doing Hulk, you know? And so when it comes to new characters and stuff, I want to see the universe expand. I want to see new storylines. I want to see um, new... Um, I want to see new genres and stuff like that. And so if I have to pick between an Iron Man 4 and a Miss Marvel movie... I definitely want the Miss Marvel movie. You know, like, I want to see something different. And if they keep everything going, then you're going to get these phases where it's another Cap, another Iron Man, another Thor, another Doctor Strange, another Captain Marvel, another Black Panther, another Ant-Man. You know, like, it just goes on and on and on. And I think that's not going to be good for audiences. I think people are eventually going to find that stale. And so rotating people in and out makes sense. Now, that being said... I wouldn't mind seeing some of the mantles handed down. So, like, um, we know Wait, that Sebastian Stan has a ton of movies on his contract. Uh, I, do you guys remember? Didn't he sign, like, a seven-film or eight-film contract or something like that? I don't remember how many, but I remember hearing that. 
And the thing about it, he's only been in two so far, right? Has he really only been in two? I guess so, yeah. I mean, I was thinking about this the other day, and I think it's just Winter Soldier and Civil War, but it's hard to believe that it's only been two based on how significant he is, you know? And so I just... This is my one that I think you can take to the bank. There will be a Bucky solo movie in Phase 4. I don't know if it'll oh, be snap. Bucky as Captain America, but it's gonna. there's going to have to be one. Because otherwise, he's going to be in every Avengers movie for the next 30 years to get all those movies out, you know? So uh, I think that's going to happen. And then the other one, I probably said this on here before, I want... Um, I don't know if I want Valkyrie to become Thor, but like if there's a Thor slot that could go to Tessa Thompson's Valkyrie character, I think that would be awesome. You know, those kinds of passing down the mantle kind of things. So definitely. Yeah. And and I think the comics have set up a lot of that, the passing the mantle in, in a way that they have some good ideas. Yeah. Did you guys see this MIT commercial that came out today? I did. I was just going to bring that up. I saw it on uh, Twitter. I did not see it. What did I miss? So basically MIT's admissions department um, did like a three minute short movie that's basically about, uh, is it Riri Williams? I forget the last name. Yeah. Um, So yeah, it's basically like uh, a young woman who goes to MIT, like acted as if she was Riri. And then they had, like, the Ironheart suit, like, flying around MIT's campus. And it, like, just made it look really real. You know, like, gave you a sense of what that would look like, so. Very cool. I'll have to look it up. So, uh, going through these things, I mean, I think we've talked about most of this. Um, I think the only other one that comes to mind is, I I think we might get a Nova movie. Like, I kind of feel like that's got to happen at some time. I feel like that's the biggest character that they haven't touched yet. So that would be one of my outside guesses for what we'll see in this next phase. Um, who who would you cast as Richard Ryder? I don't know if they do Richard Ryder. I know that's going to bother people. You think, think it'd be oh, Sam Alexander. Man. You think so? Um, uh, I don't. Let me put it this way. If they... If they do miss Marvel, if we see them move that direction, I think it's possible we get like a a young Pakistani or actress or Indian actress in Captain Marvel as Kamala Khan. Like if, if if I'm them, that's what I do, right? We get Kamala Khan introduced as just a normal person early on. But if they go towards the Miss Marvel direction, it would not surprise me if by the end of phase four, they have her in place by Spider-Man three or four. They're introducing Miles Morales. Um, you know, we could get Amadeus Cho as Hulk. I, I could see if this champions thing that they've been doing, I could definitely see them move that way. And in that case, it makes a lot of sense to bring in Alexander, right? It does. I mean, they have, I mean, I, I, my gut's telling me you're right, you know, but it, it's the type of deal. The moment they announce that they're doing a, a Nova movie with Sam Alexander, oh man, I just see a very, very upset people in comment sections across the world. How did people take it when um, they went straight past Hank Pym and right into... Um... I can't even think of his name. All I can think of is uh, Paul Rudd. But right, but they skipped to the second Ant Man, and that seemed to go over well, didn't it? I think there's still a little controversy. I can't. I th- I don't think Hank's shown up in the in the comics for a while. Isn't there controversy around him? I think he some artist drew him as a. Uh, as he punched his wife or something and he hasn't appeared in the comic since then. I could be wrong. I was just reading something on that. So maybe that was one of the things they were looking to avoid, especially in this day and age. Yeah, that makes sense. The flip side is they can rewrite anything. I mean, they've True. made Tony Stark 
not nearly the alcoholic that he was in the comic books, you know? So, um, oh, last thing that I had on here, they've been talking about a Black Widow movie. Um, you know, what percentage chance do you give that? Do you think we're actually going to see this Black Widow movie or have they just been appeasing us the last 12 months or so? I think anytime you ask a question like that, as far as, you know, are they going to make it or do you think, I think they're always going to ask and answer in the affirmative in some non-committal way. I don't think they've ever had any plans to make a Black Widow movie. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. I think they're just being politicians about it and being positive people. But I don't think there is any chance that we're actually getting the Black Widow movie. Which, watch me, like, next week they'll announce, like, for sure, Black Widow movie. But Yeah, I'm just going to double-check um, Twitter right now just to make sure it hasn't <laughs> happened as you speak. Wait until you publish the podcast, and then it'll be like the next breaking news. I'll go ahead and draft the article, despite what I said in the podcast last week. Kev's um, already getting ready at the podium. Yeah, yeah, he's like out there. But I mean, I really, I, I, I've never felt that they were genuine about there being a real Black Widow movie. I feel like it's always just been something that they've said to appease who's ever asking the question and to show their appreciation for Scarlett Johansson who I think they may not even be able I mean well obviously they're able to afford anybody they want but I feel like her career is taking off in so many directions that she may not want it I mean granted again if anybody asks her she will always say oh absolutely you know, if they call me, I would do it. But I I feel like it's almost too late. Yeah, I think the real question here is a value question. Um, I don't think that Marvel wants to make a Black Widow movie where they're paying the lead actress the kind of money they're going to have to pay Scarlett Johansson. And I maybe am being overly cynical about that. I just... You know, they've tried to make some of the newer movies cheaper, like early movies in a trilogy, whether it's Doctor Strange or Ant-Man, they kind of have a smaller budget. And I think if it's Black Widow, if it's a character who they're not sure about, I mean, let's face it, they don't think it's a super marketable movie or they would have made it already. So, you know, if they're doing it mostly to keep the fans happy... And they're not sure about how it's going to go. And it's a character that doesn't require lots of special effects. I could see them coming in and saying, hey, if we can make this for $75 million or $100 million, we'll do it. And then Scarlett Johansson comes in and asks for a third of that, you know, for her salary. I could see Marvel saying, yeah, no thanks. You know, we can do this a cheaper way. We're not, we're not going to go forward with that. So maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I think Captain Marvel is a huge deal as far as like proving that a female character can can make money. Yeah, and well, and that's what, and I think they're beyond like making a cheap movie to see if it'll work. I I think at this point they know what they have on their plate are blockbusters. So, I I don't know. I'm just not hopeful about it. Um, I think we'll talk about this later this year when we get closer to Wonder Woman coming out, but. I think this is a big deal. Like both Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel are significant movies because if they disappoint at the box office, it's just going to reinforce this narrative fairly or not that they have in Hollywood that you can't sell a female, you know, comic book hero. And so, um, I know I'm definitely going to go see, well, I don't know if I'll see Wonder Woman because I don't like DC movies, but I'll definitely see Captain Marvel, you know, because I want to encourage Hollywood to make those movies. But um, I'm fearful that if it isn't as big of a hit, if it comes in under like Black Panther and Doctor Strange, if uh, Marvel gets shy about it again. So we'll see. Well, and they've certain pro- certainly proven in TV that you can have a woman superhero yeah. you know, both with Supergirl and um, Jessica Jones. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Jessica Jones is great. So, um, 
I think my suspicion on this, and again, this is not the universe I want to exist. I just trying to be realistic. I don't find that like toy companies and movie companies like to not make money. And so I always assume that if there's something that they don't want to do, they don't want to do it because they're pretty sure they won't make money on it. But maybe I'm wrong. And hopefully culture is changing to where they do make money now, you know, but it's just, uh, it's a challenge. So. True. All right. Um, I think that kind of wraps it up. Um, I'm going to go ahead and we'll do our mailbag, uh, and look through comments and stuff that have been left about the show. Um, go into Twitter. Our friend Jack Hammer sent in a comment again. Uh, last week he talked about X-Men and whether or not we need X-Men in the MCU. Uh, Jack Hammer said the MCU doesn't need the Fox properties, but post Infinity War is a time to bend reality. The, excuse me. The Beyonder could uh, come and make mutants, and so I think that makes sense. I think he's saying they don't need to bring in the X Men, but if they're going to, Infinity War seems to be the time to do that since we're messing with reality anyway. Um, going to the website, uh, we got a comment from somebody named Alvin, um, just talking about Adam Warlock and Aisha, and we're talking a little bit about villains and guardians, so thanks for your comment. Uh, Love Waffle made some comments as well. Um, the interesting thing is he said he doesn't really want X-Men because he said most of it's been done. Marvel would have to be rehashing something that's already been finished. And he said, what else is left of the X-Men story? I think there are three things that are still left to be done in X-Men. Number one, we've not seen the Savage Land, and I want to see the Savage Land. Number two, we haven't seen the Shi'ar or a good space um, X-Men movie, though they could be doing that with this new Dark Phoenix they're doing. And three, we haven't seen a good Dark Phoenix. And I don't believe we're going to see a Dark Phoenix that's any good. Because I don't think this next one's going to be any good. Because I don't trust them at all. So, um, anyways, those were kind of the comments in the mail. Um, Rhiannon, you missed us last week. Did you have any thoughts on the X-Men or that you wanted to share? Uh, no, no. I mean, I missed you guys last week because I was watching Logan. And I enjoyed Logan um but i don't have any i haven't read any x-men comics yeah because i'm a noob and i focused on the ncu exclusively so that's really interesting i mean there's been talk about the connection between the comics and the cinematic stuff and for you like that really matters so that's really fascinating um yeah people if you haven't seen logan go ahead Oh yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I'm focused on. I mean, I dove into the MCU seriously. <laughs> like, so I mean, right. I don't know if other people would do it. Yeah. But yes, if you haven't seen Logan, as you were getting ready to say, you have to. Like, you just have to go see this. If you enjoy comic book stuff at all, go see Logan. It's so good. And I'll say on top of that, if you haven't watched Legion, you need to watch Legion because that show is awesome as well. Adam, you've been getting into Legion, haven't you? I have. See, that's the thing. Fox has been killing it with their X-Men. Uh, you know, as long as it's rated R or or uh, an FX movie. But Legion's really, really good. And Logan was really, really good. Deadpool's all right. I mean, I'm not a, a Deadpool guy, but Legion is amazing. I love it. Yeah. Deadpool's really, really good. I'm just going to... I... I... Yeah, enjoy all of it. Yeah, I'm interested to see what this new TV series is. Um, Brian Singer's doing it, so I think it's going to be terrible, but we'll find out. <laughs> I love you, Brian Singer, if you're listening, which I'm sure you are. You did a great job on the first X-Men. The Usual Suspects is a classic, but your career kind of died 10 years ago, man. I'm just not into it anymore. So, Looks like you could it's- be a costume designer on inhuman so (laughs) all right well um we're gonna wrap this up 
because we're not really wrapping up. We're recording next week's episode as well. So if you're listening right now, thanks for listening, guys. Um, go ahead and do the usual stuff. Like us on um, Facebook, but that's not really the big thing. Um, subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave us reviews. That's really good, really helpful. Um, feel free to leave us comments on the website. On Twitter, you can hit us up at hashtag MCUXPod. That's M-C-U-E-X-P-O-D. And then uh, you could also send us a personal message. I'm Caleb A. Borchers. That's C-A-L-E-B-A-B-O-R-C-H-E-R-S. I can spell my own name. Um, and you guys, Rihanna and Adam, go ahead and give your Twitter handles real quick. I'm Shot of Patron. All one word. At Adam Barnhart. Follow me and I'll probably follow you back. Yeah, man. He's very generous that way. So I am Caleb. You haven't even followed me yet. I noticed that today. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah. I'm the worst Twitterer. I hate Twitter. I was was two seconds away from unfollowing you. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to make him feel bad on the podcast tonight. (laughs) I'm going to fix this like right now. If you guys want to sync up when this happened in real life, go find out when I liked Adam because um, <laughs> I'm so bad at Twitter. I just, I do too much social media stuff. So, all right. Um, that's the end of this show. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next week with our preview of Iron Fist.